0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Share Watch podcast. So, today's episode is more of a mindset episode. I think they seem to be going down pretty well from the clients who I'm working with at the minute. They seem to be enjoying them, so they're the ones that are in the know and they're relating to them. And today's episode is going to be more about kind of managing expectations. I know I've done something a little while ago about managing expectations and particularly around two of the most common questions that I get on a daily basis. When people are kind of looking for guaranteed results, people are looking for quick fixes, etc. So two of the most common questions I get are how much weight should I expect to lose in X amount of time? And then how much stronger should I expect to get in X amount of time? And these are really, really open-ended questions and really hard to answer. I don't have the answers because they depend on so many, so many different factors. But by learning to actually manage your expectations a lot better and working with someone to help you do that, it can help to avoid that disappointment or realistically becoming too emotionally attached to that specific result. And you can cope better if things don't actually pan out the way you want to. So. What happens for an awful lot of people is when they start to go on a weight loss journey. You may have heard me talk about it previously on. I think it's episode three sixty three, the ninety seven three weight loss strategy. So many people, when they start to lose weight, the first thing that they do is increase their exercise, and exercise only equates to about three percent of the equation. And most people, for a lot of people that I've seen in the past, is the exercise and the walking can become a, can be, can be a little, can come a little bit easier to them. They find a little bit less less of an ordeal to do. Yes, there are other people who find a little bit more of an ordeal to do, but then there are also people who find a little bit easier. But the one thing that a lot of people can struggle with is the nutrition, the belief systems, the habits, the behaviours, the triggers, etc. around food. They're the bits that people struggle with and that's the 97% part of it. So when I'm talking about managing expectations I remember when I was doing a fitness photo shoot back in 2018 maybe it's nearly it's four and a half years ago in the hopes of losing some body fat and I wasn't necessarily given a meal plan but I was I was kind of creating my own meal plan and I wouldn't allow myself to deviate off it in hindsight it wasn't a great approach in hindsight I should have been stopped on it in hindsight, it wasn't a great it wasn't a great method to help me with my relationship with food. So I would end up like like white knuckling myself through the whole plan to get to where I wanted to go. But then what was tended to happen, and what tended to happen afterwards, I was ended up sneaking a little bit more snacks in, and a lot of people can end up bringing in the forms of nuts and peanuts and highly processed food, more fats, etc. and What can happen, what I'm about to say now is what can happen for an awful lot of people is that this might sound familiar. A wave of guilt may come over them that they've ruined their day and then what they'd end up doing is they believe that they've fallen off the wagon. But I knew myself when I was doing that whole thing that it wasn't the right approach for me but I was so determined to get to that level of body fat for that it I came at the detriment of other levels of happiness, joy, contentment relationship with food all these kind of different things so in that kind of like 10-12 weeks that I did it it was too aggressive for what I needed at that moment in time but people forget that they think the weight loss or looking a certain way is going to impact is going to be the answer to the solution realistically it's not going to and when people kind of go onto to a diet in inverted commas they have this all or nothing mindset like the dichotomous thinking or this black and white thinking around food and that if they're either on plan or off plan. So if they have something that's off plan, say like peanut butter or some other type of food, they think, great, this day is ruined. And then what they tend to do is they swan dive into the, the presses or whatever it may be, thinking that they've undone everything. And the one question I would always ask someone in this position is, what have you undone if your mindset is still the same? and you normally get blank looks or a muted look from someone when you say that it's like what have you actually derailed if your mindset is still the same nothing has really changed the outcome the process the nothing has really changed for you so many people will view their success with nutrition as either and training as either good or bad and this could either make you feel amazing or this can make you feel like a failure for a lot of people, it can it can take it from having a, hand, a hand, small handful of chocolate or some extra peanut butter that they believe that the, the day has been an absolute monumental waste, which will, can ultimately lead into, or the belief system that it will lead into poor food choices for the remainder of the day, or we'll start the diet on Monday. Now that might sound familiar, that might sound too familiar for you. But the element that's driving that is the element that you are per- you are expecting perfection from yourself. And perfection, I can't remember where I read this definition or what this where this came from, but that expectation of perfection is ultimately driven by the inability to accept that you are human. So think about it. The expectation of perfection that you have put onto yourself which you may feel that's coming from bullying, trauma, grief, parents, whatever it may be, is the inability to believe that you are and accept that you are human. Now, that's a powerful statement. There will be times where we don't feel like doing things. There will be times that we overeat. There will be times when we, we emotionally eat. There will be times we stress eat. There will be times. But the difference between someone who refuses to accept that that happens and refuses to accept they're human and someone who accepts they're human and looks back and said well why did this happen without that shame filter that's put onto things is a big big difference and the reason why I'm so passionate about reducing that and removing that shame filter and guilt filter for an awful lot of people is because it's not helping guilt can help some people I believe And it can help some people in realize that it might be against or it might be for their values. For instance, you might find that food guilt is serving you in a certain way. Now, Food guilt generally means that you've done something wrong. But you might find that if you're out for a meal and if you look at your values. So normally I break down the values into five different areas. So we've got family and friends is one of them. Fun is a different one. Finance is a different one. Health and fitness is a different one, and then you've got mental health in there as well. So you've got the five different areas of your values. So if you think of it when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to go out for a meal, what's the most important thing to you at that time? Rank those things in order. So they're family and friends, their fun, their fitness and health, their mental health, and their finance. What's the most important thing to you when you're out for a meal with friends? it's probably friends and family, and then it's fun, and then it's fitness and health. So your priorities and your values are all aligned when you're having fun and being present with that meal. And your values can change from time to time. Most people that I work with generally comes family and friends as number one, in general, one day-to-day life. Number two is generally it kind of comes down to either fun or it comes down to their mental health and number three is fitness and finance it's rare enough that i see sorry it's fitness and health it's rare enough that i see fitness and health above number three and then people are wondering why their actions aren't leading to where they want to go when they're looking at fitness and health there's two or three other things that they value ahead of fitness and health and that's okay but people can't accept that it must be number one while i'm doing this like no 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 this should be adding to your life. But too many people look at what they can take out of their life when they're looking to lose weight. They look at what they can. They make themselves miserable. They look at the restriction approach that they can take. That's 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 what's taught to you. That's what's pushed on to you from a young age. That you must take out of food. You must make a food rule. that this. You won't be able to lose weight if you can't have chocolate. Or you won't be able to lose weight if you have chocolate. But I've disproven that so many, so many different times. People just can't accept it or don't want to accept it because they're so attached to that story and that belief system. And that's that 97% that people do not want to or don't know how to work on. But too many people will focus on the 3%, which is your training. So ultimately, when people are looking to lose body fat, get stronger, get fitter, you need to look at, are your expectations realistic? But by learning to actually manage your expectations, it can help to avoid, avoid that actual, actual emotional attachment to the specific result. And if you have an unrealistic expectation, I believe it's kind of an element of self-sabotage straight away. Because if you if you set out for a goal and you can't realistically hit it in a certain time frame, you're kind of setting yourself up for a fall straight away. And that's what a lot of people do. They say, I want to lose, I don't know, 10 kg in 12 weeks. Now, some can, some can't. Depends on the starting point, depends on the relationship with food, depends on where that person's relationship with food is, depends on how hard they want to go. A load of different factors come into it. But a lot of people will outsource their control. So one thing that you need to look at is the one area that you can control. So many people focus on what they can't control. The weather. The other things like when they're out for meals and stuff like that. What's being on the menu or what's being cooked or who who's cooking it, etc. they'll also look at other areas as well, but you need to look at the one area of your life that you can control, but there's always going to be something that crops up. life is guaranteed to surprise you. It will surprise you in positive ways, but it'll also surprise you in negative ways. You can have your workout schedule in place, you can also see that the gym has suddenly closed all of a sudden for a week. And then what happens is, maybe as a byproduct, that when we generally, when some people train, they can find that it knocks on effect into their nutrition, that they feel better, so they eat better, makes them feel better, so they get more motivation. But if that gym is closed for a week, you may find that it has a knock-on effect in nutrition. Well, I'm not training now, so I deserve this, or I'm going to reward myself with this, and X, Y, or Z. Or you may find that you're surprised by a family member coming over or an unexpected visit bringing over cake or pizza or brownies, whatever it may be. But when we set these expectations, it's easy to be let down because things don't systematically happen as we predicted. No matter what happens, you can find peace in knowing that you are doing your very best with whichever situation comes your way. This actually means that you need to do one thing, and this is going to hit home for some some and annoy some other people, which is you need to take some sort of responsibility for your actions when things aren't going according to your plan. You need to take responsibility for your actions when things aren't going according to your plan. If you can't go to the gym, you can go for a walk. If you can't go to the gym, you can do a home workout. If you are served pizza, you can enjoy a couple of slices and see if you want a third slice. If you're in going over to someone's house for a cake, you can say, right, do I want the cake? Or do I want the cake and then I'll be okay afterwards? But you need to take responsibility for your actions. Are your next actions gonna bring you closer to your goal? A lot of people will outsource their their responsibility saying I was made to do this, I was forced to do this. Or they're going out back home to their parents and they're having lunches or whatever. They feel that they're being forced into it. No one's forcing you to do anything. It's almost a way to justify your actions. And there's nothing wrong with the actions that you're taking. What's wrong with it is you're blaming someone else, but you're also shaming and guilting yourself into it. Your job on this earth is not to facilitate what other people, what you think other people want from you. Your job is is to try and get happiness and contentment in your life. And if that means having some cake because according to your values, great. If it means to say no to that extra slice of cake, then great. But neither approach is right or wrong. It's living the life that you want. Your job on this earth is not to facilitate everyone else's happiness. And people will say, well, I'm a people pleaser. You're not a people pleaser. It's not a thing. People pleasing, it get, you get more out of people pleasing than the other person. People pleasing makes you feel validated, accepted, socially rewarded. The other person gets the task done, but it makes you feel warm and fizzy, fuzzy, fizzy. Uh, so it re, it kind of gives you this positive feedback loop. So whenever you get something done for someone else, you feel warm and fuzzy about it, and that validates your efforts. So you feel that you need to do that every time in order to validate your efforts, so you feel wanted, accepted, validated. Then that might hit someone, and that might not hit anyone. But the one thing that you can expect to control is that you are in charge of your own actions regardless of outside behaviours and outside noise. You also need to accept that not every day will be a day to work towards your goal. So it can be really easy to expect perfection in terms of nutrition and working out. But the fact of the matter is that not every day will be the right day to work on your goals. Some days are better, some days are worse. And that's great there's an amazing guy called Josh Hillis, and he comes out and says not not every not every day will be a fat loss day and what that means is a lot of people who diet will try to expect themselves that every day is going to go perfect it's going to go according to plan but This expectation is setting you up for a failure. It's not your approach. It could be your approach, but it's not you. Because not every day can be a fat loss day or a day that we become stronger or a day that we can improve our eating skills. Know that life will happen. Know that life will ramp up. There will be more social occasions. There will be things that we need to handle. There will be elevated levels of stress from work. There will be stuff when the kids get sick, you get sick. You may tweak something. There'll be times where you're able to push things. There'll be times where you need to to take a step back. So not every day will be a fat loss day. And the important thing that you need to realize is that not every day needs to be a fat loss day. But it's also accepting that if you do something one of the days to bring you closer to your goal, that's further a lot. That's moving you further along. The direction you want to go rather than just stopping when life ramps up that could be simply getting a food shop in like i was talking to someone in on dms yesterday about kind of working with myself and one of the things that we we're kind of talking about was this element of a story about kind of emotion leading She just the first thing she says when i'm an emotion leader i was like no you're not she goes how do you mean it's like you're not an emotional leader you're someone who eats emotionally. It's two very, very different things. One is a blame and shame, guilt factor to it. And one is an element of that we needing to accept that as humans, we eat emotionally. And she was like, I've never seen it through that lens before. And then we were kind of like, well, what can we do to reduce the chances of you eating emotionally in a negative manner? Silence. And I was like, okay, can we create structure? And she was like, what do you mean? That I need to plan every single meal? I was like, no there's the fact, there's the issue. It's perfect. It's perfection that's driving things. The belief that we need to have every single meal prepped or meal planned out can drive think, people insane. But what could help her was, I was kind of like, have you done a shop this week? She now no, I go every day. I was like, well, why don't you do a shop? That's probably going to work out cheaper for you. And It was something that just resonated with her and kind of saying, well, this seems easier than I've made it out to be. It's like, it is. If you create structure and even got that one thing in your week each week to get a food shop in, it will reduce the chances of picking. It will reduce the chances of overeating. It will create structure where your mood is steady. You're having wholesome meals. you know what you're having. And they're the things that you can nail. At least the foods in the house, whether you decide to use them in a positive or negative manner, that's up to you. But that's taking control of your actions. Knowing that life will happen, there's one thing that I will make sure that I do every week, which is get a food shop in. I wasn't always like that. But I know that I was coming back from holidays over the weekend. Before I came home, I was like, I need to go to the shop in order to get some sort of food shop in. I know this weekend is really busy. My brother's home, family reunion. There's a few other things going on this weekend as well. So I know it's really busy again. But that doesn't mean I stop doing what, I, what works for me, which is eating wholesome meals majority of the time. It doesn't mean that I can't have the food that's going to be at this family barbecue. It doesn't mean that I stop going towards my goal. It just means I may need to adapt. I may need to change my expectations. I may need to change my values. But I don't want to change my values. My values are having experiences with family and friends who I haven't seen in a very, very long time, some of them. So my most important values are family and friends. My most important value during that weekend is family, friends, fun. My health and fitness thing can be three or four. So in order to link in with that, I'm gonna have some food, check in on myself, do I want another plate? If I want another plate, I will have it. Doesn't mean that I go and earn it or burn it off or whatever it may be the next day. What I focus on is being present in the moment, checking in on myself, right, do I want to have more? If I want to have more, I will. But I'm gonna eat normally coming up to that event. Because it's in line with my values. It's in line with what I want to do, creating that meal structure, creating that structure that gives me energy to be able to do my job, to be able to have mental health. I'm not going to train to outdo anything or it's not going to derail anything. There's nothing too deep. Your diet isn't a train, it can't be derailed. If that's the dichotomous thinking, well, then there's a perfection mentality creeping in. And perfection is driven by the inability to see that you are, to accept that you are human. You need to look at another element of, you need to be accepting of the control that you have. Controlling your actions and reactions. So rather than actually focusing solely on your expectations, what would happen if you poured all of your actual energy into committing to doing something, committing to doing your very best with the best hand you're dealt with each day? That is what you can control. You need to almost zoom out from your expectations. When your expectations don't pan out the way, we ha- way you like the way that you hoped, it's easy to lose sight of what of the good things that you've achieved. So, for an awful lot of people, what can happen is if they had one spoonful of something, it would det- it can almost detract from the positive habits that you've changed. Adding more veggies, having more sleep, cont- having more regular meals, drinking more water getting more sleep, training more than you have before, or getting to your gym three times. Too many people will zoom in on the negative and forget to zoom out and look at the other elements that they've brought in. When it comes to expectations, there will be a lot of variables at play. This means that we can't always predict an outcome or an accurate outcome. It's not like when you go for a job interview and you'll be able to see there's certain salaries at certain grades. You know what you're going to get if you put in the effort and how many interviews, etc. You can see the career path. But with our weight and how we look and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of variable different outcomes. And people say, well, we can't control it. But at what you're trying to control is what people are thinking of you. It's not what you're trying to control is your weight. You're trying to control what other people are thinking of you. And this can lead us feeling disappointment because we don't. Take responsibility for our actions. We blame everyone else. We blame the weather. We blame other things. And it's important to refrain from letting expectations steal joy from the experience. And the key is to to focus on what you're able to do with what's available and commit to do your best each day, whatever that best is. Your best can simply be just getting some sleep that night. It can be simply just getting up in the morning and going for a walk. It doesn't matter how little or small it is. It's taking control of your own actions and accepting rather than blaming, rather than shaming, rather than blaming everyone else for what you're doing. I remember having a conversation with a client a couple of weeks ago and life was kind of really, really busy and we kind of worked through it a little bit and we are kind of, well, what can you control? There was like, what do you mean? It's like, what well, what can you control right now with work being or life being really busy with the kids, et cetera, finish up in school, etcetera. And she was like, well, I can control get my shopping. I was like, grand. Well, then that's easy. Let's focus on that for a couple of weeks. She's like, that's too simple. I was like, well, have you managed to have you done it before? And when and she's like, yeah, I've done it before. I was like, well, well, what what's the feedback when you've done it before? I was like, well, I know what's in the house, so I can get my regular meals in. And it's like, well, do you notice the feedback when you manage to do that? It's like, yeah, I've had success. I've I've felt better, I have more energy, the, the the weight's going the way I want it to go, my measurements are dropping. But have you noticed when you stop doing that? It's like, yeah, the couple of weeks I haven't done it, I'm, I've kind of stalled a little bit. It's like, well, we haven't stalled, we just haven't done what we intended to do. We just skipped the important step, which is get a food shop in. I mean, that might sound so small and so insignificant, but it's like a, it's like a pushing a boulder up a hill. It might be tough at first, but you start to get momentum. If you get your food shop in, well, then you know what's in the house. So you're having your normal breakfast. Then you have once you have your normal breakfast, generally what happens is if you have your normal breakfast in the morning and you eat wholesome foods in the morning, that has a knock-on effect to your next meal and your next meal. If you look at feedback and say, right, look at other times where you potentially haven't had your normal breakfast or you've been too busy to go and have your normal breakfast, what happens? By 10 or 11, you get the munchies and you go for the quickest thing. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's accepting. It's not justification for blaming it for anyone else. It's accepting of your new surroundings and what you can you do? What can you do in that scenario? You can win your next meal, get your normal lunch in, but I'm not hungry. Just have something in the next kind of couple of hours or whatever it may be, and it might help you. Rather than leaving yourself that you feel you you don't deserve your next meal that you need to earn your next meal and leaving a massive gap until dinner what will happen at three or four o'clock five o'clock doesn't matter what time it is you'll end up being really really tired really really fatigued and you'll end up picking before you cook dinner and then you pick up afterwards because you feel you've unrailed it now that might sound too close to home but it's generally a theme what can also happen is a way to kind of regain that control is a lot of people can feel are very, very resistant and hesitant to look at one area of control and accept it, which is if you are so resistant to planning by like getting a food shop or having a rough idea of what. I'm not saying I have to have every single meal plan. I don't have any of my meals prepped. I literally cook more in the evenings so I have it for my lunch. And that's the way I operate. It's not right or wrong. It's just the way I do it because it's just easier that way. I don't enjoy cooking so it's not one of my values. So i will rather cook more in the evenings so they have more for lunch the next day. Some people don't like the texture of that, etc. But that's cool. But so many people are resistant to planning what's in their calendar or what they can control like getting a food shop in or having a rough idea of what they're having for their meals the next day or sitting down on a sunday for 10 minutes writing out 10 or 15 meals between breakfast lunch and dinner that they could have that week and you can pick three four five over the next week that will work for the family but you'll notice that a lot of the ingredients that you pick for one meal will overlap with other meals so they'll be easy to change if needs be but if you know what's in the house it's easier to go right right there's peas here there's chicken here there's rice here and there's a bag of spinach here right there's what dinner is doesn't need to be Michelin star most people are driven by that perfection but the inability to accept that you are human is what's driving it there will be times you overeat there will be times you emotionally there will be times you stress eat but if it's happening more and more and more and more, that's an element of that you haven't been taught how to deal with your emotions or emotional avoidance or you have poor execution of your systems or you don't have a system. And then we get we beat ourselves up because we're not going in the line of where we wanted to go because our expectations are way off and our expectations versus our reality, our current systems are way off. A lot of people don't... Like Weight loss is easy. As a concept, it is easy. What complicates it is the belief systems, the habits, the behaviors, the coping mechanisms. That's what confuses people. They try to do way too many different things and expect to get the results yesterday. That's what the issue is. Manage the expectations, take control of your own actions, and things will move closer to where you want to go. Not every day has to be a fat loss day. But if you can do something in your day that's going to bring you closer to your goal, it could be a walk. It could be a shop. It could be just having protein on most meals. It could be getting a gym session. It could be meeting a friend for a walk. It could be getting some decent sleep. It could be adding more water in. It could be having more veggies. Pick one of those that you could do, and that will get you to your goal. You. So many people zoom in on the negative and forget to zoom out and look. Right. I may have had. I may have skipped breakfast. I may have had something like a pastry or something like that for my breakfast instead. But zoom out, look at what you could do, what have you done for the rest of the week. Well, I've had vegetable vegetables about 80% of my meals, got my walks in 80% of the time, my sleep is much better, my energy is better, my clothes are feeling better. So there's three or four different metrics that I've picked off the top of my head that are going to, if we zoom in, we would have missed. If we zoom out, we can see that it's a hell of a lot easier to actually see the perspective, Rather than being emotionally led that one meal has ruined you. It hasn't ruined you. Nothing is to derail if your mindset still the same. Perfection is the inability to accept that you are human. Remember you are human. But there's no such thing as falling off the wagon. There's no such thing as failing food. You cannot fail food. It's not a test. If you've enjoyed this episode at all, please do tag me up on your story. Please leave a review up on iTunes and up on Spotify. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode on managing expectations.